Hey guys, it's another episode of The Spark Ritual, and with me right now, I have Dan Evan Ngo from CJ Consultancy. Hi Dan, how are you? Hi Cherry, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Indeed. Is your New Year happy? <laughs> no, no. Year so <laughs> <laughs> that was a very stupid question. Uh, the reason why I'm asking that is because I have been reading the news, and that has been like an issue because you know like the new year started people are coming back from the province and then they're back in the city and then they're just like okay like we're having this you know gathering i mean i have nothing against gathering but you know you really can't control people outside so you just you know in terms of covid you really need to make sure that um you have your mask on, your face shield, your, 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 you know, like anything that can sanitize your hands or whatever it is. Um, I'm just, you know, very particular in terms of going outside and stuff like that. You know, I really just hope that this is, you know, the pandemic is going to be, it's going to be over. So I don't know if you can relate to that, but that's something that I would love um, you know, to have in this world so that people can start traveling again. I'm a traveler. Mm-hmm. Are you a traveler, Dan? Or Absolutely. Travel is definitely <laughs> one of my guilty pleasures. Really? Uh, I, I am very, um, sort of very ca- careful with my money, but when it comes to traveling, I just really pay for experiences. Right. These, these so, are yeah. things that you can't really buy with money. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I have a friend as well who, who loves traveling and then, you know, like he goes off somewhere from Southeast Asia. And then, you know, he, he usually would tell me that traveling is really nice and it's an experience and, you know, it's something that you would love to invest in it. Although it's a luxury or whatever they, they would say. But uh, for me, I think it's, it's like therapeutic. So I think it's great. Uh, so yeah, let's just talk more about you and your your you know your business and what you have goal what what goals you have in the future or you currently have right now that you would love to share with the you know the people that's listening to to our podcast here at the Spark Ritual. So tell us um, tell us more about yourself. And you mentioned that um, you have this cybersecurity. Can you tell us more about that? Hi everyone from Spark Ritual. So definitely. Um, yeah, as you've mentioned, I am in the cybersecurity industry and currently working in deep inside the field, you know, looking at different trends and reports as well as user behavior to find out ways how we can better protect enterprise clients as well as, you know, regular users from the ongoing threats of the internet. I think especially now the world two point industry four point we're really moving into the digital landscape, especially with, you know, uh, with social distancing measures in place, as well as uh, mm-hmm. as well as remote learnings, so it's something that's a cat and mouse game. Uh, what I'm currently mm-hmm. doing is I'm an analyst and researcher at a cybersecurity firm, and which I'm also considering. I'm also considering going forward with uh, an actual cybersecurity consulting firm here in the Philippines, because one of right. the things that I've I've noticed is there is this, this a distinct gap in the way uh, cybersecurity is being managed here in the Philippines, uh, mm-hmm. especially with you know the hygiene and the way that people process uh, their data. Something that's very right. important here is that in many cases, we have a distinct gap where very big enterprises pay very particular attention to 
of cybersecurity. But then uh-huh. at the other end of the spectrum, you have a typical Joe that thinks, oh, um, I seem to be a typical Joe. I'm not going to be of particular interest uh, to cybersecurity uh-huh. threats. And it's something that you know I want to demystify and make them know. It's either they're afraid of cybersecurity or they just think it's another buzzword uh, when it, in fact, right. it, it concerns a lot about them. Yeah. So it's something that I'm considering, you know, opening up a, a more boutique shop to cater to the growing mm-hmm. small medium enterprises, you know, the, the typical right. uh, food shops that we're making and mm. uh, everyday you and me, something that, that's okay. easy to make. Well, that's wonderful. Um, you know, not, it's really not common for most people to start a business and do cybersecurity. Um, I have like a lot of friends and people that I know of that they, they, they have this, uh, startup business and then it's more, it's more on food. It's more on, uh, freelancing and stuff like that. Or they're, they're kind of like offering their professional services to another person or another, you know, business kind of depends whether you're a businessman or a businesswoman. So whatever it is, they're actually working on that. Um, so can you tell us more about what inspired you to start a firm, you know, to start a firm for yourself? And how, um, what are your plans in terms of growing this type of business? It's not your right, Cherry. Uh, it's not something that, you know, I, you wake up one day and say, like, I want to make a cybersecurity company. Yeah, yeah like right not. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you, like, think of, you know, out of the box. It's a growing need that I, I saw. And just to circle back to what you've asked, um, I, you were asking, correct me if I'm wrong, you were asking if what made me start up this business, right? Yes, right. So it started with me as when I was a younger kid, I've always loved computers from the, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm a very mm-hmm. computer person. Don't ask me how many computers I've broken. Don't, <laughs> <have any. Okay. laughs> Don't ask me the headaches I've caused uh, at mm-hmm. home <laughs> with my very, yes. very tinkery hands. And it started there. More of if people are finding ways to build, you know, it, to build technologies, enable people to connect people, won't there be mm-hmm. other actors to, you know, to disrupt the system. So it's something that started from a very playful, let's see if I can make, you know, let's see if I can put up a cute meme in the wallpaper of our school admin. It it, it started from very, very playful, very um, innocent (laughs) type of of pranks. But then I realized this actually presents an actual threat, right? As more people go online uh, right. So this this inclination to cybersecurity sort of just grew with me as I ventured, you know, as I grew up, and uh-huh. you know, it, it it was as simple as stalking people or just you know, getting their passwords to post, you know, I was uh-huh. here or you know, I am, I am, like you know, expletives in their in their social media pages, <clears throat> from very playful, casual things as those presented me with it, an idea, sort of like. If I can do this, won't others be able to do this for something of nefarious reasons? And that's what inspired <laughs> me to jump towards the sphere. Right. Yes. Okay, cool. And just, well, it, it's growing. Everything from. Oh, it should, yeah. It, it is like everything from back then, there wasn't even a smartphone. So it was 
So some things such as now we have smartwatches, smartphones, smart TV, smart um, everything. So these things are more connected (laughs) than ever. And just think about the limitless. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but actually someone did sell something like smart water. Smart water, yes. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there are different ways of, of the smart water. People sell the smart water. Like they, they they make pseudoscience on it, right? Tell oh. them that it has smartly calibrated your pH level or Yeah. Exactly. They 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 sort of add <laughs> electrolytes or add minerals. Definitely have claims, but they're really testing the limits oh of science and blurring the lines mm-hmm. between science and pseudoscience. Don't yeah, get me started get with that. pseudoscience. I mean technology. <laughs> And marketing can do really um, interesting things, let's put it as that. I mean, just this pandemic, right? You know, I'm not sure if you've heard about the ionizers that, you know, claim to protect you from COVID, that you put a hanger on your neck. These are, these are, (laughs) don't get me started about those. Like, when I looked into those, those are essentially negative ion generators. And the science, they just stretch the science way, way, way beyond. And the other ones are copper masks. I don't know um, what people have in their minds, but the type of negotio that they're currently putting up for themselves is just like way off, <laughs> way off somewhere. You know, like they would just think any type of a business and they, you know, some would say, some would just, you know, put up a claim and say that it's effective. We're not really sure it's not proven. Um, people have beliefs as well. I think so that, you know, some of them would buy that kind of product, but, I don't know if it works. I haven't tried it even. Um, so yeah, we just so basically we just have to be be careful out there in terms of buying products from people that you know, like the brands aren't as known, um, or let's just say you're not sure if you want to buy it. Rather than spending your money somewhere else, it's best to just keep them for something that's you know, like a product that's more that's full of quality. I think I, I strongly believe in that. And, um, um, you know, I think that's the best option that we can do. So, so yeah, Absolutely. I don't know if you agree with me, but. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Terry. And, and this, as this ties with cybersecurity, right? We, we've, we've, we've all heard about the phishing scams that are very, very prevalent with today's society. Someone emailing you that you've won a free voucher or you've won a shopping package. Click here to claim your free voucher. And people would usually Mm -hmm. click here and it would redirect them to a login page saying, put your details here. We'll capture that. So these are the ways where, just to tie up the ones a while ago where you said, be more, you know, cautious or more considered, like just, Exercise more caution when you're looking at these mm, information. Truly. I think they just tie in together really, really well, and especially in this day and age where people are are, are online more and more often. Mm-hmm. True. Um, that's 100%, right? Um, all I can say is that uh, people should be more, you know, not be too complacent in terms of deciding with an email that they just received or, you know, a spam email. So... Uh, they have to be careful in terms of someone trying to barge in their, you know, like personal data or um, bank accounts. Sometimes like, hey, could I borrow your phone? But, you know, you ended up like someone logging into your 
you know, like bank account. Sometimes that happens. And then you didn't know that someone hacked your phone. Um, I heard a news, something like that. I, I forgot where was, was it, but I kind of like read it somewhere. Um, uh, so, so yeah, basically that's it. But anyway, um, so what, so say for example, like there's someone who's really inspired to do the same thing as you do, like running a firm, but more focused on cybersecurity. If they're starting, what advice can you tell to these type of people or, you know, this type of entrepreneurs or businessmen? My, my advice would be never to be intimidated or daunted by cybersecurity. (laughs) Marketing people really, really love to add like very convoluted sounding buzzwords, right? Things like, things like uh, big data, you know, very industry 4.0 terms. My biggest advice is for young aspiring entrepreneurs, especially considering the world of IT and cybersecurity to not be daunted by these terms, Mm -hmm. because these Mm -hmm. terms are, are, are not as you know trivial. Definitely, when you understand the underlying concept, it starts to unravel. And the biggest really thing that I've seen being in the industry is that mm-hmm. cybersecurity and the IT landscape, for that matter, moves really, really fast. And in that aspect, it's so fast that you mm-hmm. can't really be complacent inside your own comfort zone because the industry moves faster, especially in cybersecurity. Right? It's a cat and mouse mm-hmm. game. You you can't yeah. just sit on your your your, your laurels thinking oh I'm a, I'm a professional <laughs> I have this certification so I'm okay I'm a master yes. no you can't right. it, it's something that, that evolves right what what's information that's current today it may not be current tomorrow and aspiring entrepreneurs could use that to their advantage that means that if the world is always moving then they could easily hop on because what they're learning is at the bleeding edge of IT they could start catching up and it would end up similar, like they'd be in the similar page because it's moving so fast. Everybody always has to keep learning. So mm-hmm. it evens out the playing field, in my opinion, in, in several aspects, right? Um, okay. Wisdom definitely plays a lot of factor, but it's something that you could learn in the field. But it, it, as a golden rule, never be daunted. Just dip your toes in it, and I'm sure uh, you'll be able to see the path forward. Mm-hmm. If not, I'd be happy to connect. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for the insight there. Yeah, um cybersecurity is something that I'm not really familiar with. That's why, you know, some people are really gifted in terms of doing IT, some people are gifted with doing marketing and, you know, yada yada, you know, if you know what I mean. So, um aside from that, um is is the uh the business name you mentioned to me like a moment where you know, the moment where we had a conversation before we started this podcast uh, recording, I just want to ask if is MCJ Consultancy is your final title or your final uh, business name or you're still planning to make some twerk, uh, not twerk, <laughs> make some, you know, changes to it? Well, MCJ is definitely in one of, I've recently started, you know, recently explored consultancy services for smaller scale mm-hmm. businesses, you know, to, mm-hmm. to branch out. Um, NCJ is definitely one of the up there in terms of decision-making factors for my name, but I'm not necessarily, I'm not, re- I'm still in the background works and I'm, I'll be sure to let everybody know what the final name would be. 
but okay. NCJ definitely seems cool. to be something that um, yeah stick. I mean like this podcast is not just people who actually had you know like they have completely um, set their business name or they already have like a business profile I also invite people that are still currently on the process and because you know even though like you haven't completed you know your business name and you're still working on the back end of your work or of your business then i i strongly believe so here's the thing i strongly believe with any with any knowledge that these this these budding budding startup businesses they know as well they they know some sort of processes that other people don't know so it's best if it's shared and i think that's that's beautiful i mean you you actually um, share something like a free resource like for people to get you know like probably say in 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 their minds like they're just going to go ahead and bookmark that information and start researching probably just reach out to you um in terms of hey um i heard you um from podcast and then i want to learn more about how you did this so you know it's like it's like you're helping somebody else you know to run their business as well probably maybe they wanted to avail your services in the future. And I think that's that's one way to get leads. I don't know if you would agree with me, but I strongly believe that with this platform, it can actually, you know, help you more, you know, get people who want to avail your services in the future. And you can, at the same time, you can help people who wanted to know more about cybersecurity and how it can help it with their negocio. So, so yeah, pretty much that's it. <laughs> absolutely um right just just to i'm not sure if i was able to share a bit more about what i did earlier but it's mostly cybersecurity is a diff it's like a, a big space my my mm-hmm. you know I've, I've went across different roles in cybersecurity landscape but currently what what's the biggest that's applicable to most you and me is um, identity protection and endpoint management so what we do is monitor thousands of computers for, and and aggregate the logs that are sent to computers. You know things like you know when when we'll we'll be able to see, for example, if you've turned on your computer in an office environment, right? That works Monday to Friday. If you've turned on your computer on a Saturday midnight and try to access you know very con- sensitive files, and it would would flag up on our system saying, hey, this person seems to be accessing files that are unusual hours for their work hours or for their behavioral trends. So uh-huh. these these kinds of data analytics and these kinds of, of information is what we correlate and aggregate based on available data for us before we take proactive actions or corrective actions um, towards this incident. So these are what a typical uh, role that I usually take in a day-to-day basis, you know, definitely more, but this podcast mm-hmm. will probably go on for hours. <laughs> um, yeah, so just just a quick recap. Maybe people here in the podcast mm-hmm. may not be able to get it clearly because, you know, we went through <laughs> different, we went through a lot yeah. of things. Uh, I know. Carrie, and it was like, <laughs> it's easy for them to get lost. So, yes. and, and maybe maybe people are wondering here in the podcast if, you know, what what what's in it, like, I feel like I'm safe, but then again, I would I would urge them to reconsider, um, mm-hmm. like their cybersecurity hygiene, as we call it. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. When people people have the terms, people usually have you know it, people usually have a mindset now in in Tagalog. If 
if wala naman akong ginawang mali, bakit, bakit ako matatakot, diba? But, yeah. I would say in the cybersecurity landscape, this doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> um, it might apply to government surveillance, but in cybersecurity, pag people, that you are sitting ducks for, for these nefarious actors mm-hmm. to sort of use your computers for various reasons and their own agendas. And for me, not to say that, you know, you, you will be hacked right away. No, but I'm saying that it's, it's really important to practice, you know, common hygienes that, you know, such as making sure that you have distinct passwords, making sure that you change your passwords, passwords once every often, you know, typical hygiene, such as installing uh, a network wide protection to block uh, siphon domains that are hacked and things, things mm-hmm. like these that are applicable to even the smallest of businesses just to make sure because right. you know the typical mom mm-hmm. and dad the, the best way to protect against threats is for thre- threats not to be there in the first place so you know typical protections you know similar technologies to protect against uh, against parental control with similar similar technologies that use to protect using parental controls can be applied to protect a lot of people from um, malicious websites. So on the internet, a lot of people like us compile domains that are actively hacked and we block them. And we usually share this list online and with several tools, you know, open source tools such as Pi-hole, this this blocks these websites from being accessed okay. by normal typical devices. So when your mom or your dad receives a Viber message saying, hey, I got a text from BDO saying that, you mm. know, I get I won 10,000 pesos, click this link to claim. Um, usually, <laughs> yeah. usually they get protected because they won't be able to access the link in the first place when it's already known. Truly, yeah. It's, it's protecting them in that, adding a layer of protection. Of course, it's not mm-hmm. a blanket protection, but it adds that layer of protection. <laughs> Yeah, no, they won't be able to see That's the, right. the threat in the first place. Indeed, so uh-huh. it is like cybersecurity just extends even more from that. Um, even even to your credentials, like especially now and when elections are coming up, um, social actors, bad uh, state hackers are using uh, social media as a platform to voice their propaganda. Uh-huh. So you know uh-huh. when your social media credentials are at risk or compromised, they can use that to spread. Um, using your your social credibility to spread propaganda. Yeah. I strongly so agree. On a that. lot of a lot of areas really need. It's just the, the awareness that things are not as as different. Things are different than uh-huh. they were before. Uh-huh. But at the same right. time, it's not a cause for concern. You know, people are actively having ways. You know, big companies such as Google or Facebook uh-huh. have active ways yeah. to determine. You know, things like one-time protections. The OTPs that you see via your phone are, are ways that us in the cybersecurity landscape and companies are working together to protect you. OTPs, um, remember when you get emails when you log in from a different mm-hmm. location? When you get emails, right. these are protections that we've made to just let you know, hey, are, are you sure it's you? Um, texts, um, <laughs> behavioral calls. You know, When someone orders five times from a sh- from a website from a, a shopping website when their card's been yeah. inactive for a few weeks this is something that flags up in our system and we flag them for a call from agents 
So, of course. you know, things like these help protect an everyday consumer. You might not know it, but it's already working behind the scenes. And that's, that's the exact reason why you think it's low, okay? That's because we're already doing our hard work at, our, at the back ends, making sure that you don't, you know, don't get any inconveniences on your end. Making sure that you don't even see them in the first place, working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like a ninja, or what you call this, like cybersecurity ninja. It's like this, it is it, in some ways it's, we're like this um, Tom and Jerry where most of the where most of the times people in the house don't even know that we're sort of fighting this invisible war between um, the bad yeah. actors or, or or hackers yeah. that are in the system. It's this invisible mm-hmm. war, and you only find out you know, when things blow out of proportion, or sometimes <laughs> we win or we lose. I don't know, but this actually just crossed my mind. So for those, you know, like um, couples out there, you're not sure about your partner, hire, <laughs> hire us. <laughs> you can be your private ninja. <laughs> you know, women are really good with, in terms with being an, an NBI agent. They're more than an NBI agent. And then I have friends who are like that as well. Like they, they actually can smell anything. Like they can, um, you know, like they can say like, uh, oh, this guy's cheating or not. They're, this girl's cheating or not. But but, you know, anyway, like it's it's always move on. I just kind of like cro- that that concern kind of like crossed my mind. I know it's inappropriate, but I mean, listeners can actually relate to this. Like, I'm I'm pretty well. I think you can say I'm a quirky person, so sometimes like I'm out of you know the the topic is like if you know if you're we're talking about Manila, then I'm talking about Cebu. <laughs> No, I'm messing with you. Okay, so my next question, and by the way, thank you so much for you know sharing that input as well. And I hope that our listeners can definitely just relate um, more, and you know they they actually can uh, generate a sense of importance or um, in terms with cybersecurity and how important it is to make sure to keep your uh, data private and. You have to take care of your finances, make sure no one's logging into your account, make sure that, you know, no one is sending you spam emails, like, you only know your OTPs, like your one-time passwords. I think BDO actually has that as well in BPI. I I actually did uh, experience that, especially when I tried to, for example, like, I have this limit on my, uh, you know, in my bank account that uh, I can only withdraw, if ever, like, I would withdraw around 10K, um, or 10,000 pesos, then they would alert me if it's me who made a withdrawal <laughs> or who made a withdrawal. And then, you know, just to make sure that someone's stealing your money or, you know, this amount was debited off, like it's a big amount. So I appreciate that because, you know, like some people may not be too vigilant that somebody took off funds <laughs> from their mm-hmm. account. So this is the important this is the importance of why we need to have cybersecurity in every aspect we have, or it, it's really applicable every single day. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, could you tell me more like um, in the future, let's say everything's already set up in your end. Uh, how can people find you? Like, is there any email that they can reach out to that you could share? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm already building my website right now. And people can reach me through either LinkedIn. They can they could reach me through uh, mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram. I, I'm at, mm-hmm. at Dan Evans Mall. So feel free to reach okay. out. Um, if not, you know, I could, I'd be more than happy if they reach out to you, Cherry. I'd be more than happy to. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, I'll just let them know that, hey, um, you need to talk with a cybersecurity guy. And then, you know, here's his number or here's his, you know, like um, email addresses. I, you know, I'd be more than happy to do that for you. Um, so you said you have social media accounts, but don't worry. Um, all the details, like, um, we're just going to add that up on the description box on, you know, Spotify and other streaming platforms we have available. Um, and, uh yeah, is there anything you want to plug in or is there any information that I, that I haven't mentioned yet that you want to share to everyone else on this? Yeah, podcast? I'm sure a lot of our podcasters here are thinking, this guy is such a nerd, right? This guy probably <laughs> is like, this guy is probably this a Mr. Robot thing wearing a hoodie at night trying to type uh-huh. in really weird, weird mm-hmm. queries. But the truth is, truth is, you know, I, there, it, cybersecurity is also fun. It's we now develop tools that that have that help us with our day-to-day investigations. We've developed automations to help us. In fact, most of the notifications that we receive are usually automations that we've already done. Um, also, aside from that, I definitely, aside from you know cybersecurity, I definitely have interest in debates. I love yeah. attending. Mo- Back when COVID wasn't here, I love. I'm not sure if you know this, Mali United Nations, MUN conferences. I love politics. I love debates. Um, golf is one of the sports that I usually enjoy with. You can see me at golf on every Sundays. Uh, and aside from that, just working at home, we've also started up a small business called Basura.ph. So one of my family, mm-hmm. one of my, it's one of our family uh, businesses. We make plastic products right from garbage bags to yeah. microwavable food containers the ones we used in the pandemic so we make mm-hmm. our we make our food grade we make our food grade microwavable containers as well as our 100% recycled garbage bags here in the philippines and what i've did was spearhead one of the digital marketing uh, campaigns for it so i've i've started uh-huh. up our own uh, platform where we can sell uh, garbage online the garbage bags online so it has this really fancy name called basura.ph very very memorable Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's nice it's it's not you know some people some some people would use a business name like it's an english um business name so it's fine i know and and i recently sort of i'm in the works now to to register the name and trademark it but we've we've just started like the name basura.ph just caught on the domain was available, the, all the, the merks are available. And it's just such a catchy name. It's like basura.ph, right? <laughs> like, how far <laughs> can it. you be? Like, how far can Apple be from the tree? <laughs> right. So, totally. yeah, we sell everything from garbage bags to microwavable containers. And and it's something that keeps me busy, it's, you know, keeps my mind away from all the computer stuff. Something that you know rests my eyes, and, and and it just blew up like from a small, very humble Viber post back when lockdown started to help out. This really just started, and if I may just share a quick three minute, it it, sure. it just started from a like a, a self passion for me to help out with the small businesses that are struggling during the heat of the pandemic back during February March. Um, uh-huh. It just started us from us you know reaching out to them saying hey. Um, we saw that in the supermarkets, prices of these goods or containers are skyrocketing, right? And and they're they're going out. Like 
a lot mm-hmm. of people are buying. <laughs> Something to do with similar to tissue rolls. I don't know what they have to do with COVID, but <laughs> they're also flying off. I know, off the I know that. I know. I know the reason why people, uh, you know, people in the U.S. are buying, you know, tissue rolls, and I think it actually affected Filipinos as well at the same time. Um, I know. So. So the reason why they do that, probably they don't have, um, some people in their household, they don't have bidet, but they use tissue to wipe their, <clears throat> let me just censor that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, because I, I have a friend who's in, you know, she, I mean, he's in the U.S. And then um, they actually know someone who's like, people are um, hoarding tissue mm-hmm. or tissue rolls and then they just you know i don't know what the heck why, why would they hoard um it's just you know they can actually wash using water i mean water is there you're paying for water why would you pay for something extra and mm-hmm. i get it why some you know some americans don't you know they, they actually have their own mindset so i don't judge them if uh, basically that's what they that's their opinion so it's my opinion as well what i do on a daily basis i don't buy a lot of toilet papers but mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> so, so yeah i understand that and we we had the, we i did an analysis using you know some of the data and asking around and i sort of saw that you know with us the increased consumption here in the philippines for um single for a lot of these wastes uh-huh. Like, just you know, it, it a lot of people had an increased need for garbage bags, as well as the microwave food containers because people were now ordering online. So people yeah. weren't really people weren't really keen to share on, especially back in those months. People weren't really keen mm-hmm. to share on plates or their cutleries or utensils. So it yes. really picked up. Truly, yeah, yeah it actually picked so up. I That's wanted right. to help them out. It was me of sort of this social, it started as a social enterprise to like help them out. Hey, don't really get, don't, you know, don't buy those really overpriced um, raw materials, but we can help you. So what we did is <laughs> there, the, the microwavable containers in their, their trash bag and caught on. <laughs> okay, so going Going back to the toilet paper thing that we actually talked about, so the reason, uh, according to research, like the reason why Filipinos don't, they're not really familiar in terms of using toilet papers, in, you know, in like in the um, in restrooms or you know when you know at home in bathrooms when they're peeing or you know just doing your own business in the that uh, bathroom. So it's either because they prefer to wash with soap and water so toilet papers are not that common and also you know um let's just say that other establishments are taking that advantage to make money they provide washrooms with no water in or bidet to wash up yourself and they sell toilet papers before you get in um and others have a counter where you can do it yourself like you just you know slide in that five pesos right (laughs) inside of the bathroom Man, people are making business out of these vendos. <laughs> but know. you know, it is just bypass the tissue roll. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> that's enough tissue paper. <laughs> oh my god, I'm laughing this off. Um oh. okay. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying <laughs> no. we're laughing over toilet paper, seriously. <laughs> we are. It is we're laughing about how COVID has transpired and how people has become very uh-huh. interesting uh-huh. in their patterns. It, it, I'm not sure if, I, if people know it. I'm a business by 
profession. I don't think we were able to discuss this. I no. went to a business school when I was when I, instead of computer science. People expect I took computer science for a degree. Uh, but I actually digressed with the way uh, computer science is being taught here in the Philippines. And yes. I went to a more business background for my uh, tertiary education. And mm-hmm. with that, I took business. Mm-hmm. And, and just and a lot of that is the soft skills. I, part of the value that I see now with cybersecurity is being able to communicate. And it, it's one way to reach out to the, the people, just to demystify such a, many of those big words and concepts. And to be able to communicate right. effectively, like in plain English, how this affects me and how I could, how, how I could work towards improving my online security hygiene. And, mm-hmm. and these soft skills have allowed me to sort of uh, really do well in the industry because most people, especially in their, here in the, in the Philippines, still have this divide, whether this significant divide between, you know, if you're a business or a marketing person vis-a-vis someone who's a technical person, these paths never mm-hmm. really cross or these paths don't often mm-hmm. um, go with each other. If you're technical, you're technical. If you're business, business, you don't go to the other, other side of the table. So I wanted to challenge that norm by being uh-huh. over the fence and being able to rationalize business concept as well as communicate um, technical uh-huh. terms back and forth to both technical people, developers, and right. um, stakeholders. And, totally. Yeah, so it's, it's something <laughs> that was really funny. This, this path was just, life is an interesting journey, as they say. I don't know. Probably because when the pandemic started, the people had a bunch of ideas that, you know, that they would, you know, open up as a business. Like they, you know, like like when pandemic started. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of milk tea shops are, you know, they increased, and um, uh, you know, when the start of pandemic, and then a lot of like burger shops are opened um, online, and they register in Food Panda or. Grab food. Um, other than that, I actually saw it was really you know a weird thing that someone sold their two thousand. I think it was around two thousand and six coin uh, five pesos on Shopee. Someone's uh, you, I don't know what to say, but they 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 are selling it for around one hundred pesos or five hundred because they said, oh, this is a rare coin. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's a rare coin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't know what to say, man. Seriously. Did people buy that product? Oh, I don't it know. Must be very interesting. Oh, and not to mention, huh? Not to mention. There's this one one time that I was scrolling through Shopee or I think yeah, it was Shopee that that even people who are engaging in witchcraft, their crafts, mismo, are already there as well. Like their potions, their love potions, they're selling it there. Like, wow, these witch, you know, these people are, you know, making witchcraft or, you know, having this type of talent are really, you know, they're leveling up. (laughs) They're bringing their witchcraft online. They're freaking e commerce, man. (laughs) That's just mind blown. But. Seriously, right. I don't know what was people what, what's going on with people. Like I, I think never imagine like you know in the re- you know how Shopee has reviews, right? And then they uh-huh. would say like I cannot imagine if someone would say the potion did not work. That's why I'm giving it three star. You know the crush. Uh, this this crush I have 
for someone. Um, he didn't really say anything after I applied like this liquid thingy with herbs. It didn't work out. I need a refund. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> it would be awesome to see the refund rate. And, and yes. <laughs> be awesome. I'm just I'm just laughing off everything. You know, like I don't know I don't know what's what's wrong with people, but you know, Filipinos, man, Filipinos. It is. And and you know, payments like I remember a lot of e commerce platforms have approached or, or like us for help with cybersecurity, with everyone jumping into e-commerce, you know, we've all heard a prominent Senate, like member of the government being having his credit card details hacked and ordering like a million yeah. pesos food. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> right? I heard that. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of e-commerce platforms um, and banks approach, financial institutions approach this with like uh-huh. ways to combat that. Like, cause, cause with the rise of, with the rise of e-commerce, there, there are definitely people that try to game the system by totally. you know, with yeah. cards or with COD. Like, like a lot of people have like really interesting ways to COD. Like, mm-hmm. Just just the number of people like they'll, they'll order ghost. There'll be a ghost and order items. <laughs> or order items in a shop and to deliver them in the middle of nowhere down down south oh all the way. God in Mindanao for them just to be returned to sender and that oh, uh, creates no. a lot of disruption yeah oh that's just terrible oh my yeah. god I don't know what to say but some people are can be like so annoying like they can just do a lot of stuff and just be doing like these small pranks on someone else and then I don't know what they can get from it but yeah I can say that for them it may be fun but it's no joke like seriously guys just stop it because it's like annoying, you know. So definitely, I mean, as as in with the with any with any business, you know, it, it's like a a three sixty. Some industries fall and some industries rise. Yeah, it's and true. It is. I totally agree with that. Seeing seeing the seeing like how everybody has transitioned online. Like online concerts, online karaoke, mm-hmm. online inuman is what they call it. Yes! Oh my gosh! Yes! <laughs> oh, yes! God. I have that recently. Uh, it's not an online inuman, but it was like uh, a celebration in my dad's birthday. But I, my, I was not physically there in Butuan, so I had to mm-hmm. be in a Zoom. So um, you know, I can never imagine how it feels to be virtually there. <laughs> you know. Um, and even like not to mention like Valentine's Day is approaching and then people are on Tinder or they're like grinder. Um, they just, you know, wanna feel like there's someone and people just find someone online. Um, then that's mm-hmm. just you know, like it's it I don't know, but twenty twenty one is something like more people are virtually involved or engaged per se. So so yeah. <laughs> and and that we've also received, like, the 2020 has been very, very interesting in the cybersecurity landscape. Aside from, you know, payment fraud, identity theft, um, a lot of things have, going back to what you said, um, encryption, just people's paranoia. Unfortunately, going to what I've said earlier with you know, the, the big words and the big, people have always viewed cybersecurity as some, somewhere up there, mm-hmm. something they can't reach. And and usually the media feeds on that paranoia of uncertainty and on and sort of this unknown 
world of cybersecurity to mm-hmm. play on to play on people for for their articles. And people have been very it's both been good and bad. People have been very aware and conscious of their online presence, such as uh, privacy, privacy, their encryption. Mm-hmm. People now are very, very privy about their encryption online, knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm talking to you, for example, when I'm calling you through an app, just you and mm-hmm. me is in the call. So things Ooh. like these in cybersecurity are, <laughs> are, are definitely on the rise. Uh, mm-hmm. WhatsApp right. recently have recently changed their change their terms and conditions to say to indicate more data sharing with the Facebook group. If for everybody's knowledge, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, and right. because of that, Elon Musk of Tesla just sort of said, "Oh, everybody moved to Signal or Telegram," and within a matter of days, like millions and millions of people have flocked into these platforms. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> Just, just, just to show like this, the the scale of how people are mm-hmm. are cognizant about their online security. Like people are taking mm-hmm. steps, and for me, it's both a bane and a boon with this uh, media frenzy right. of cybersecurity. And in the Philippines as well. Here in the Philippines, we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, news about cybersecurity, especially with the the third telco coming up in the Philippines. We have concerns yeah, about. Mm-hmm. Ditto, exactly. And yes. we have concerns about Chinese or foreign state interference in our own infrastructure. Yeah. In a cybersecurity right. standpoint, it's really, really a tough bit. Uh, sometimes cybersecurity is also being politicized. You know, it is true that cybersecurity is being used for warfare. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and like as the you know, 21st century warfare is usually fought through cybersecurity. You know, we hear mm-hmm. we hear it every day from North Korea, Russia, China, Iran. These state actors for cyber yeah. warfare, and it's also happening here in the Philippines um, with Ditto and and the, the said Ditto and their infrastructure. But then mm-hmm. again, I would be very uh, cognizant about the, the cybersecurity. Implications totally about this. I know it, it, I, this is definitely my own opinion, but honestly, it's it's about it's about choosing your own master. I know every Filipino is worried about this foreign state interference from China, or you know them being okay. tracked by Chinese okay. people or, or Chinese government. But it's really choosing about your own master, right? Mm-hmm. We don't. Unfortunately, the Philippines doesn't yet develop its own infrastructure and equipment, so we have to rely on global companies for infrastructure and their Someone equipment. Exactly. So, <laughs> right, it might be. First of all, the the claims on Huawei having backdoors or cybersecurity risks are yet st- still to be justified. Um, there isn't really, there isn't necessarily been a a, a claim, a really very reputable claim that there is a justified, not just exploit, but an actively being used exploit for uh-huh. Huawei devices. Um, not just that. It's it's if we don't use Huawei or, or Chinese products, we use American products or European products. And what's to say that these countries don't spy on us, right? Is this just about choosing your master here? Uh-huh. If you don't want to be spied by the Chinese, you get spied by the Americans. Or if you don't want to be spied by the Americans, you get spied by the Europeans. But the very bottom point is, what is there to tell us that if you get foreign-made products from the U.S., that you're not being spied by the American government? And here we have a concrete proof. Edward Snowden is living proof that the U.S. government has been complicit in, in state actor of, of espionage and 
monitoring of surveillance for its citizens. And for me, like, although, you know, we, there hasn't been found any cybersecurity threats yet, or it, it's been patched already for, for these products, it's literally just the, the paranoia for these uh, devices are mostly political. Because who's to say that, you know, they haven't been monitoring us anyways, right? Yeah, That's just I mean, my, my take on it. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, mean, I understand. Yeah. I understand the hatred, and I understand the awareness, mm -hmm. and I understand mm -hmm. people's you know fear of it. But mm -hmm. really, it's it's pretty much it's out of outside of our control. It's choosing like the lesser evil. Would you want to be a, a slave of the white people? Or do you want to be a slave of the Chinese? Hmm. Well, you know, it is what it is. So you just gotta find whatever is comfortable for you, and if you want to risk that then that's the time you go for it. So I don't know what to say, but, you know, it's really about the choices you make on a daily basis if you want to be controlled by this, you know, this stuff. And then if you want, you know, to avail our services, go for it. It really, it, it's a case-to-case -case basis in every individual. So it's really up to them. You just got to do what you got to do, <laughs> you know, or, you know, if that makes sense. So. Exactly. And a big part, a quick thing, is a big part about cybersecurity is information security. Um, Philippines has made has taken steps through the D Data Privacy Act of 2016 to improve data security and privacy um, for the Filipino people. And for us, it's it's our job to sort of uphold and make sure that it's it's always being taken care of. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm not sure if you've seen this. You know, you always have to sign. You always have to sign. Yes, a data privacy agreement on every single form that you have to I fill did. up on, mm -hmm. right? It's always a yes or no. Or when you call banks, you always like, oh, do you agree to be have your collect data collected? And these are steps that ensure that we're companies, both big and small, are, are complying with data privacy regulations to make sure that your data is both safe. Because you could have been taking care of your data, but in some point of the chain of custody for this data, if it's right. being mishandled, then you know it's it's as good as it's as good as the weakest link. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a quick uh, touch base on information security. So that's really yeah, nice. All good. You know, like a lot of people, you know, should be vigilant in time like these. So um, they should know more with their purchases or their transaction or what basically anyone who's involved in terms of what they're doing on a daily basis, like uh, anything that's, um, what do you call this? Like anything that relates to money or data privacy. So I think they should be vigilant with that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so pretty much we've covered everything unless if you want to uh, plug in, like, uh, feel free to do so. Yeah, uh, so I just want to really shout out and say, like, say that, you know, the Philippine cybersecurity, I encourage everyone in this podcast to consider, like, not just being aware about cybersecurity mm -hmm. uh, in general, but also consider career paths in cybersecurity landscape. It's definitely an exciting path, new path. And uh -huh. it's, it's actively being ingrained in our in our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah, so <laughs> as well as the the I wanna shout out and plug in my so we're having this I'm having this uh, sale for 
the basura.ph website. So we're, sure, we're, we ahead. just recently launched our, we recently just launched uh, a the website and it's like, except of the online store is still building, but the main usually page is there, basura.ph. And we've just opened up our Instagram accounts at bybasura.ph. So feel free to check those out. Sure. Um, And if anybody has any cybersecurity, cybersecurity needs, you know, big or small, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as small they as can, a, a, you know, they can consult I, you anytime. Exactly, and just to let them know, like cybersecurity is something similar to insurance. People might think they don't need it yet. It's because they haven't been hacked. <laughs> but by the time that they uh, actually, I guess, I guess, exactly, I it's a pre-need that. thing. So it's better I to be safe, like especially when you're small. Mm-hmm. Like when they're small, it's, it's actually the most easiest because you're already building that culture of of vigilance, that culture of mm-hmm. of, of of cognizance in, in cybersecurity, as well as the infrastructure that scales with you. So totally. cybersecurity is for both. You know, people might think that cybersecurity is just for these big companies, you know, the big name ones, <laughs> but they actually are for both you and me and even the smallest of companies or, and, right. or the startups. You could be selling bags and shoes, but you'd still need them in some shape or form. Similar to insurance. <laughs> if only I sell insurance. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing, you know, this insight. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would definitely relate in terms of building up a business. And for those people who are interested with cybersecurity, so if you're um, uh, if you're currently listening right now to to Spark Virtual podcast, and then you know, feel free to check out. Um, you know, um, anything about cybersecurity, if you want to do more research or simply inquire, um, you know, inquire us if you need anything or you need help, or you can simply reach out to Dan. Um, he knows, he knows these type of, you know, um, stuff rather than I do. So, um, feel free to check him out on social media platforms. It will be added on the description of this podcast. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple podcasts and, you know, other platforms we have available. Um, I guess that's it. Um, and by the way, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you, you, you uh, spoke with me. I, I am very thankful that, you know, you took some time and, uh, you know, to have this conversation and share it to everyone else, this platform. And uh, I really hope that, you know, you, you could get more um, blessings and, you know, more work for your business and hope that you can inspire others. Because our goal here in this Spark Virtual is to always inspire other people, startup businesses and freelancers who needed help. So it's like a free database we have here because we have a website as well. So I, I probably need your help in terms of security with my website. I will... <laughs> let you know about that and uh probably we'll share it to you after this conversation so um guess that's it and um yeah anything else anything else to add before we go i just want to say thank you i mean this this conversation has been such a delight we've all been like there's just so many more points that we could talk about and like but this conversation would have taken hours and hours I just want to thank you for starting up this podcast. The, uh-huh. the, the way that you empower like budding entrepreneurs, or even just to uplift the, the mood and lives of people, is just remarkable. Thank you. Like I've had, I've had my own fair share. I've had my own share of challenges, and still having a few of them right now. Yeah. But it's just 
us, you know, with us, you know, holding hands together to keep us going. And yes, truly. If, if I were to share a lot of my cybersecurity journey, I, I did share a lot earlier with how I broke uh-huh. computers. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it, we just laugh at it when we look back on them, but they build to be who we are. Yeah, we and have experience with forward. that. Yeah, keep moving forward. We have bad experiences to help us grow and be a better version of ourselves. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for your time, Dan. And uh, um, I really hope that you know people will be touched with this um, podcast. They would learn more about your business and you know start growing from there. And uh, for for all of you who are listening, uh, we have more episodes coming up. And uh, we have more guests, so just don't forget to click on the follow button. That can really help support our podcast here at the Spark Ritual. And uh, I guess that's it. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll get to you soon. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye.